Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a four-time, 21-year survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. I'm also a motivational speaker and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Hello there, and I'm Sharon Hennepin, and I'm a 24-year survivor. Sorry, I have a little cold this morning. a bad cold. (laughs) (laughs) Certified life coach and author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. We're also the... The co-founders of Breast Friends. What? what? I was gonna say it's also a good thing we have mute buttons on our microphones. <laughs> I know it. I know it. It's terrible. But uh, before we get started with our show, um, we wanted to kind of just address the fact that right now this show is is airing in December, and this is always a really critical time. You know, for holidays, it's a time for a lot of sadly, you know, there's sadness around in our world and. When a patient is going through a cancer diagnosis, you take an already sometimes stressful situation and then you just compound it when you put cancer survivorship with with the holiday trimmings and all this stuff. So I guess we just kind of wanted to kick off the show today by just reminding you, if you have someone in your life that you know, maybe a neighbor, a coworker, somebody that's where the family is in the midst of a crisis like cancer, or maybe it's something else altogether, but if they're in the middle of a crisis, just think even for just a minute about how maybe you can reach out and make their their time through this holiday month a little bit brighter. You know, maybe you could bring them a meal and, you know, or invite them over for, for Christmas, your Christmas dinner or your Hanukkah meals, um, whatever, you know, whatever feels right to you. And if the person is, is going through an illness, they might be too ill to, with their immune systems, could be kind of low and maybe they can't come over, but bring them a plate perhaps, or, you know, maybe watch their kids so mom and dad can go do a little bit of, of holiday shopping or, you know, something. Just find some way to brighten their life just a little bit and help remove a little bit of that stress that happens so often. In yeah, America. those are great tips, Becky. And yeah. and unfortunately, not everybody gets through their cancer diagnosis and treatment. And so there's, there's people who are celebrating these holidays um, that are maybe missing somebody that uh, isn't going to be with us this Christmas or or other Christmases. So, yeah, we want to make sure that, that you remember those people, too, because after the services are over, many times those people are very, very alone, and holidays make it especially difficult. Yeah, that's true. My 97-year-old stepdad's coming down this year for Christmas. Um, my mom passed away a year and a half ago. And this is his second Christmas now without her. And her birthday was on Christmas Day, so it has kind of special meaning. But I'm really glad he's coming down from Seattle to Portland to spend Good the time with us. And, and he's, great. you know, I, I know this is a tough time for him, and, and it probably will be for the rest of his life. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we just, just in- include them as best you can. So, thanks for the little digression here. <laughs> but it leads us really into a great show, doesn't it, Sharon? Oh, absolutely. So, I'm really excited for this guest. Uh, this is Tari Pinster. Um, she's a cancer survivor, she's a master yoga teacher and author. She developed yoga for cancer. Welcome, Tari. Thank you, Becky and Sharon. I'm delighted to be here. 
Good. So tell us a little about a little bit about you. Well, um, I have to bow to um, your both of your seniorities to me. Um, <laughs> I am a cancer survivor for only 17 years. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's still a lot. That's a good so long time. That, that is my, my history there. Um, and um, I was um, um, diagnosed with um, uh, breast cancer and... I had been doing yoga for a number of years um, before my diagnosis and 17 years ago. So when I was, I immediately uh, turned to yoga to find uh, comfort and strength, and I did. So um, that's my, my short story of who I am. And um, it was uh, through my yoga practice that I... While I was in treatments, during my treatments, every day, and particularly before I would do um, go in for my chemo treatments, I would um, actually I would sit with a friend of mine uh, and asked her to come and and practice with me before I went to treatments, and so the um, actual treatments then seemed to be um, a little bit more manageable. Um, and, and it was a little bit to my surprise that it, it worked that way, but of course also to my delight. Um, and when I finished my treatments, um, I decided that what I wanted to do was um, give that same experience to others. Um, and so I did. Tari, let me ask a quick question, um, Tari, on that, if you don't mind. Um, so do you think it was... Do you think it was the yoga that got that made it better, or was it being with a friend, or maybe the combination? What do you What do you think? Would you have enjoyed it as much if you'd done this alone, or did I misunderstand? Oh no, you didn't misunderstand um, by any measure. I think that that is one of the the important things to understand about yoga is that it is both something we do on a very personal level. It isn't yoga unless it is very, very personal. But the other wonderful thing about yoga is it is also social. And, and I like to say that um, one of the things I didn't know about cancer and being a cancer patient, um, particularly a patient, was, and this is not always frequently addressed, but it's lonely. Yeah, yeah so very that, lonely. <laughs> to a extent, that community um, feeling was was very important. Although the, my friend who did yoga with me was not a survivor herself, and really did not understand what I what I was going through in terms of the treatment, um, and so um, I, I, I I very much appreciate both of those aspects of yoga, um, and and particularly the social aspect is one as we talk more about when I <clears throat> formed, became a yoga teacher and brought my yoga um, for cancer to classes, um, watching that happen, watching the community spirit build out of the yoga experience. That's and, great. Um, so, so why don't you tell us about yoga for cancer? So, Well, um, I'm I'm going to go um, um, a little bit back to how I first discovered yoga myself. Perfect. Which was um, 
and I don't know how senior I am. I know I'm not as senior as both of you in terms of your day of diagnosis, date of diagnosis, but um, I'm projecting I might be more senior in my birth date. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you might be surprised, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I started doing yoga in my um, late 40s uh, and 50s. I, I can remember very definitely when I um, turned um, 50, I started doing yoga because I didn't like what I saw in the mirror in terms of my getting that sort of rounded shoulder thing right. uh, and looking a little humped over like my grandmother. So uh, now that was, in fact, 23 years ago. So okay. um I've been doing yoga for quite a, a, a number of years and finding it just so much better than all of the other. I was quite active in other sports and um, uh, that yoga was far more helpful than going to the gym and doing all of these fancy exercise programs or even um, biking or um, skiing, which I do a lot of, and playing tennis. I mean, forget tennis. Um, do yoga, and I saw more changes in my body for the positive, and so that was my first interest in yoga. The, okay. I say that it was from vanity, not from what gets associated with yoga and what I discovered when I took it to my practice during chemo and uh, during my cancer treatments. That's okay. I discovered the spirituality of yoga. Wonderful. And so is that where the yoga for cancer came in? Um, well, it, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. 17 years ago, um, the world, as you know, the world of cancer was really different than what it is today. Um, yes. It was actually primitive in some respects. We know so much more. It's changed so much. Um, in the in the past uh, two decades, and I'm going to confidently say the exact same thing about yoga. What yoga was 17 years ago is nothing like what the yoga world, the popularity of yoga, really sprung up. Maybe, maybe 10 years ago, maybe more like maybe uh, eight to five years ago, and its popularity just skyrocketed for all of the reasons that I went to it in the beginning, for vanity. Um, so 17 years ago when I was um, still practicing and going to my yoga teachers saying, you know, um, what do you think yoga can do for me as a cancer patient through my treatments? And what do you think yoga can do for me on the long term as a cancer survivor, which I will be? Um, and what can it do for me? What are the benefits? And also, what might I need to be a little bit careful of? And 17 years ago, I got blank stares back from the yoga world. They didn't know. They were clueless. Wow, interesting. And in fact, I go to some of the more, and I'm going to be careful not to use particular names, but those who've written a fair number of books on on. Uh, very popular books on yoga and how they, it can be applied to certain diseases. And in those indexes of those books, 
cancer is not listed as a disease. Cardiovascular disease, um, hypertension, um, but not cancer. Cancer was not listed as a disease? Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe there's a definition of disease that's unique that we haven't really connected to. I don't know. I think it's probably more that it was not seen as something that could be studied in a way that would have any benefit to people because in those days we still kind of operated on the idea that it was a death sentence. Where right, right. we know, and what has changed about cancer in the last two decades, is that we know that more people survive it than die of it. Yes, and you know, that's a really good note. We're going to go out to a very short break, so Tari, stay with us and hold that thought because that's a great place to come back in on the other side. So for the, our listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about the benefits of cancer and yoga with our guest, Tari Pinster. So right before the break, um, Tari, you mentioned that cancer is not necessarily a death sentence. So let's just start right there and then get back to your story as far as getting back into your yoga for cancer. Okay. Well, um, yes, I think that that's um, well said. It's not necessarily. um, And uh, what... What that means is that the preconceptions that certainly I had when I was told you had cancer, um, those three little words um, were um, pretty shocking. And um, there's no doubt um, that everyone is shocked when they hear those three little words. Um, It's tough. However... Today, as I mentioned before, we've made such advances in cancer that we also kind of know that there are um, uh, many, many survivors. And Mm -hmm. that's where I began to focus, is that if more people survive cancer than die of cancer, then every year these huge, what a lot of people saying, oh, there's an epidemic of cancer. Well, really, it's not an epidemic, it's just that the industry of cancer has gotten more um, advanced. Yeah, better at detecting it. And um, also more advanced and able to save lives. So what that Mm -hmm. means is we're going to have every single year more and more and more survivors. Yeah. And Tari, before you get off that subject, I want want to just comment on that, that, that statement that, you know, cancer is not necessarily a death sentence because to your point, you know, a long time ago, it probably was. But the mistake I think sometimes people make, and I just want to make it real clear on our show that we aren't um, naive about this. We know that sometimes it still is. And I know that's what you're saying as well. Um, Because I I actually had a, a man say to me not too long ago, he goes, well, the good news is it's just breast cancer. Nobody dies from that anymore. Sadly, yes, they do, and I yes, was I was pretty surprised to hear that come out of his mouth, and I, and it was, I, I guess I know what he was trying to say because he was he was trying to make me feel better about where I'm at in my journey, but, um, but people still do pass away, and if you've lost a loved one, that certainly rings true. So we just while we know it's getting better and more people are surviving, like you just said, more than ever before, we still lose too many, and um, so oh, we just want to make that that distinction very clear on this radio show. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Proceed, please. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that that's a, 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 a very well uh, stated and, and an important distinction to make. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it is um, uh, his comment along with um, what I'm, I'm saying in terms of the fears that exist mm-hmm. in, in us um, and the, which... In, in my case, was um, a, a misconception, and in his case, misinformation. Yeah. So the, the the world of cancer is an extraordinarily emotional word, 
mm-hmm. and um, it brings along with this with it uh, misunderstandings and mis uh, and misperceptions. Yeah. Um, so, so does yoga. Yoga brings along with it misunderstandings and misconceptions, and as if it is just one thing. Um, the cancer is just one kind of cancer and just one thing. We know that's not true. Um, but also the same uh, the similarity with um, with yoga. So um, that's where my job comes in. In um, as we increasingly see, which did not exist when I started um, looking at yoga for cancer 17 years ago. The research on that was practically almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 17 years, we have seen m- a, an expansion of research being done on yoga, not just for cancer, but for all sorts of disease. And we've also seen the expansion of the yoga industry. Um, but um, <clears throat> along with that comes misunderstandings. And uh, as much as I want and I see and I hear um, doctors, oncologists recommending to their patients to look into these um, uh, alternative but really integrative ways of finding treatment and, and healing uh, from their cancer treatments um, is uh, they suggest yoga. They don't use that yoga term specifically. They use it generally. And far too often, a cancer patient, God forbid, and often a survivor will just think, oh, um, yoga is supposed to be good for me, just like, you know, um, green tea and um, pomegranate juice. Yoga is supposed to be good for me. I'm going to go do yoga. And they'll go to any yoga class and not only um, have a negative experience and not come back, but they could actually even hurt themselves. So mm, yeah. this is where yoga for cancer comes in. I have studied it for over 17 years now and come up with and created a methodology that addresses not only the things that are extraordinarily beneficial about yoga that can do, and the focus really of yoga for cancer is the one thing as a Survivor, we all must be due diligent about is keeping our immune system strong um, because that's how we are going to avoid a recurrence is keeping that immune system on alert. Um, And so I have studied and and created explanations that are easy to understand for how it is that yoga can do that, keep the immune system strong. So um, that was my question: Is how does yoga make your immune system strong? Uh, is that? Would well, you mind answering that? Oh, it, it's a kind of a long, a long answer. That's all right. <laughs> but uh, I'll, we just might have to skip I'll, a few other I'll questions. But I think it's important. <laughs> and, and it's back to these misunderstandings again um, that we have about yoga and we have about cancer is understanding and not misunderstanding what the immune system is. And the immune system is unlike other systems in our body, like the respiratory system. The respiratory system consists of 
<clears throat> our lungs and um, the lung tissue, the esophagus and our nose. That's how the air that we want to breathe into our, our lungs gets there. So it has physical parts to it. Uh, our digestive system also has physical parts to it. Our, our stomach, our intestines, um, and <clears throat> the cardiovascular system has specific parts to it. Our um, heart, of course, and our blood vessels and veins and the blood that goes through it. The difference is that the immune system does not have a similar system. In other words, it's really the idea of we can create immunity. Mm-hmm. And it's understanding what immunity means. And immunity means that we don't allow something to be us. In other words, we are granting immunity to somebody who wants to come into this country. You are granted immunity, and you are then given all the privileges of a citizen. So someone who immigrates to this country and is given immunity um, is treated like a citizen. So what we want to have happen in our body, we want the century to be on alert of finding things in our body that are not us. Tari, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, yoga has been a big to- big topic on this radio show. We've had several guests that kind of all have a different perspective on it, and but kind of all have the same outcome, and that is that yoga is good for you and, and it seems to help cancer patients. How does cancer for yoga differ from gentle yoga or restorative yoga? Can you, because I, I don't understand. Yeah. There's so many different you, things about this. You, and I don't know if I completed the, um, def, the definition of the immune system, but what we do in yoga for cancer is to break down all these body systems that do make up the immune system and mm-hmm. get them to work together. Okay. And what um, I have done is re- done, gathered the research that gives the evidence of the kinds of things that we do do in yoga for cancer and how those relate to specific body systems that are part of the immune system. For example, the, perhaps um, the, a really spectacularly important one is the lymph system. So in a yoga for cancer class, we look at what the immune system is, how it functions, and specifically identify what we are doing in a particular pose that is strengthening the immune system. Uh, I'm sorry, the lymphatic system. We understand how the lymph system works. We understand that the lymph, what the lymph system consists of. I talk about how we use diaphragmatic breathing to irrigate and to stimulate the lymph system because the diaphragm massages the largest lymph node in our body, which is centered right in between the solar plex and the sternum of the body. And every time you take a breath in, in your diaphragmatic breathing, the diaphragm strokes that lymph node. It is huh. the mm. largest lymph node in the fascinating. body. Fascinating. I've never heard, never heard that one before. That's no, interesting. That's very fascinating. Huh. Um, so when I teach someone how to do diaphragmatic breathing, I let them know that this isn't something they have to come to a yoga class to do. Right. If they follow the breath and watch 
what we are doing while we're doing that, they are actually draining them from their body. We also incorporate all sorts of lymphatic massage and explore the ways in which lymph um, is moved by not only stroking and tactile movement, but also gravity. And we explore ways in which the yoga poses are doing that um, in, in, um, in a sun salutation, for example. Um, we talk about the fear that people have about doing uh, weight-bearing, that, that might cause lymphedema. And I explore with them the actual research that has shown that not only is weight-bearing um, able to prevent lymphedema or even to reverse lymphedema, it is part of everything, a lot of yoga poses and a lot of yoga sequences that we do. So it is very, very different than gentle yoga or restorative yoga. Okay. Um, I like to say that the last thing I want to do as a cancer patient is lie in a restorative pose um, for, you know, seven minutes, which is suggested by the restorative experts. And have to deal with managing my monkey mind. Uh, it, it, I, rather, I would have somebody. I would like somebody to tell me what is physiologically going on, the physical aspects of what is happening to my limb system when I am in a supported fish pose, for for example, or in a supported bridge pose, um, and how that is strengthening my immune system because it is stimulating my lymphatic mm-hmm. system. Well, so let me ask you, what, what benefits have you seen specifically in any of your patients? Do you have any stories you can share with us about somebody's outcome? Um, well, for, uh, I don't call them my patients. I call them my students. I'm sorry, your students? Okay, we're so used <laughs> to the word patients. So pardon yeah. me. <laughs> um, they, um, um, it's, it's almost miraculous. Um, most um, people are coming to yoga, as I said. It's recommended because there's this huge trend that yoga's good for everything and it'll heal everything. And I love that spirit of yoga, but we also must, must be careful. Um, is it, I can, maybe you'll ask me the question later, but first of all, you asked me about what not to do and how one can get hurt by yoga, but first I'm going to answer your question of um, what have I seen in my students. I see students come like deer in the headlights. That's usually for the first time. Not always. Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> um, and they are, are fragile individuals either in treatment or very, or rather um, um, immediately after finishing treatment, they want to do something to not experience a recurrence. And they come seeking ways that they can. Now that the medical, the medical um, community has let go of them, they want to do something for themselves. And, uh, but they're scared to move especially breast cancer. Um, it is probably, of all of the cancers that I have seen, uh, it is one that is most invasive and leaving the scars of mobility. So a lot of women are afraid to move. They're afraid to put weight on, on um, any, any side of their body that has been um, affected or where they've lost, lost lymph nodes. 
And what I see is lots of caution and distrust of their body. Yes, and that's we true. And start mm-hmm. off and give them ways of managing through that distrust to the point where I can't tell you how many of my students come to me one day at the, <laughs> and say, um, I, 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 want to, uh, I want to become a yoga teacher. I love this. This is helping me so much. It has totally changed my life. I want to know more about yoga. I want to be a teacher like you and to go out and offer this wonderful thing to all sorts of people. Oh, that's great. What I have seen concretely is those who are afraid to move, move. Be able to get full extension of their arms. Mm -hmm. I have seen um, others um, come in with lymphedema afraid to bear weight, and showing them how to do it carefully. Within a very few weeks, they're coming without their lymphedema sleeves. Well, that's great. Tari, we're going we're gonna to take another break right now. So um, this, this is a, a great stopping point because going without your lymphedema sleeve is really a big Yahoo moment. I remember that. So we're going to take a break. Stay tuned. We'll be, we'll be back in a minute. Thank you. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. When was the last time you felt free. It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our show. Our guest today is Tari uh, Pinster, and she's uh, developed the, the Yoga for Cancer. So, Tari, let's get right back into those benefits of, of what you're accomplishing with your Yoga for Cancer. Well, I would say that um, the benefits of yoga for cancer done under this methodology is that we can actually um, identify the research that shows how um, uh, yoga is very beneficial to um, uh, increasing um, um, one's ability to sleep better it is one of the most important uh, research uh, projects was done in Australia that showed that yoga done on an active basis, not on a restorative uh, basis, that reduces fatigue, that being active is the antidote to fatigue, that rest is not, that movement and breathing and activity is the solution to fatigue. I love reading these research um, because it's once again sort of like the whole uh, the idea that you know when you are ill you must rest, whereas what this is showing is that when you have fatigue from chemotherapy or other side effects from uh, or other treatments for cancer, get moving. That is going to give reduce the fatigue more than anything else, along with. Uh, what I've already explained a little bit in, in terms of keeping the lymph system uh, really strong and irrigated. We want to irrigate the lymph system. And almost all of the poses that we do in yoga, all the techniques of yoga do that. Um, but there's also some side effects, long-term side effects from um, our cancer treatment that we go through life with and um, need to keep in balance. And one of those um, is weight gain, particularly in, in breast cancer survivors. Um, hormone therapy does often bring on weight gain. And I'm loving the research that I am seeing done using yoga in comparison to walking as a way to manage weight. Great results in that kind of research that's being done. Um, but probably the, the, the next strongest ones that I want to mention, because it's something that is not well understood by cancer survivors, is that 
we are at risk, especially if you are on hormone therapy for breast cancer, and doubled if you have been uh, have you have undergone chemotherapy. You are at risk for bone loss and osteoporosis. Yes, that's true. The rest that's of true. your life. And what we know, not based on real new research, but what we know from a long, long, long time ago, is that weight bearing is the way we build strong bones. And that is what we do in yoga comfortably and well and simply and without the expense of, of a fitness instructor or even going to the gym. We can build bone. And uh, so we focus a lot on that in uh, yoga for cancer. And uh, so sleep, weight management, fatigue, keeping the limb system strong and building bone are five really concrete benefits that yoga does. Um, you know, you, you said something a few minutes ago that's been kind of rolling around in my brain, and I wanted to make a comment on that. When you were talking about when you're fatigued, the kind of the the automatic response to that is rest. And, you know, when you're going through treatment for chemotherapy and all of those things, yes, there is fatigue. But, you know, the problem with with rest, as you say, um, is that I know for me, when I, because people told me I should just stay home and, and rest and recover. Well, for me, resting and recovering means laying on my couch and watching mindless television in my pajamas. And that is not healthy because, you know, you sp- you find yourself thinking and and hanging in that that cancer diagnosis place you know like exactly. i have cancer i can't go anywhere and i feel sorry for myself so for me i i'm not like a real active kind of person i don't go out and run marathons and things like that but i stayed in school and because being in school gave me something to think about outside of myself and right. and that that mental activity i guess per se kind of rejuvenated me and and lowered the level of fatigue for me. So I totally get what you're saying. And whether it's yoga or something, it's just something other than nothing. Because <laughs> the nothing exactly. is where, exactly. where we can lay around and really get make ourselves sicker, I think. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, an interesting perspective. So, so tell us, if you don't mind... How can people avoid, I mean, not everyone's going to be able to attend your, you know, any classes that you have. Now, I know you have a book, and we will promote that at the end, give you a chance to give it a plug. But if somebody is doing um, yoga at home, maybe they're watching a, a yoga video or, or they're doing something, how can they avoid injury? And what are the most likely injuries that they're going to cause um, if they're not careful? Um, well, two things that are most common in regular yoga classes in mm-hmm. what um, <clears throat> we don't do in um, yoga for cancer. One is um, forward bending. As I finished with talking about bone loss, chemotherapy and hormone therapy create fragile bones. And the bones of our vertebrae are really delicate and when we take a deep forward bend without knowing, and I don't even see, most yoga teachers are so new and inexperienced that they are not giving proper instruction how to do a well-protected forward bend. Forward bends can be 
very harmful, not only to somebody who's been through chemotherapy, but to the population in general. So we are extremely careful about forward bending. In fact, I take okay. completely out. The other thing is, um, as I've mentioned also, the lymphatic system is extraordinarily important too are keeping the lymph system irrigated. And the way it is constructed combined um, with the way we use our breath to move the lymph fluids through our body using the diaphragm is compromised when we are in the pose called downward facing dog. Oh, I've heard of that. So it is most common to almost to most um, uh, yoga, but we don't do it in yoga for, for cancer. Downward facing dog is counterindicated because it does not support unless one is really very, very knowledgeable of their body and how they are using their breath in that particular pose is um, compromising the goal of irrigating the lymphatic system. So mm-hmm. those are two things that I would bring up and um, say that we show in uh, the Y4C methodology, the teachers who have been trained to do it, and also um, I demonstrated in, in my book, which you mentioned, there are um, YouTube videos on my website that um, those who would like to um, get, have the reinforcement of what uh, is in the book of how to do poses, the standing poses, and the wonderful lymphatic stimulating poses that we can do, um, and how to do them without doing a downward-facing dog. Um, that's, that's one path we can follow. Um, so, okay. Um, so Sharon? let's let's talk about your your book a little bit and your videos. I think I'm uh, really curious about those. For those people who don't have you right there in their neighborhood, how can they uh, uh, find out more about these things? Well, I have um, <clears throat> a very easy um, website acronym to remember. And um, that's where you will find all of my blog articles and um, videos um, that w- are, are listed there. It is Y, the numeral 4, C, dot com, Yoga for Cancer. Okay, so it's um, the, letter, the letter Y, the number 4, and the letter C. Correct. Right. Okay. Um, and that also um, is the title of my book, except it's with a F O R. Yoga for okay. Cancer is uh, my my book title. It's on Amazon um, and all sorts of other um, book selling sources on the, the internet. Okay. Um, very very soon, I will have a video, which will be an hour long, and or. 30-minute long video that can be watched as a class so that someone could tune in and actually do a guided class with me. Okay, great. Um, That is very soon to be released. So if uh, there isn't an alternative, which is the best alternative, which is to find a yoga for cancer trained teacher. I've trained over 2,000 teachers in this country. Um, uh, that are trained and can be found on my website 
um, to, um, and they have their own classes. You don't have to come to my class. Oh, you can go to their That's class. awesome. That's All great to know. The country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's um, good to know. That's, that's probably incredibly helpful. We do have a lot of listeners in Europe, though. So for them to be able to go to the Internet, on your, your video that's going to be online, is that going to be um, like a subscription service where they, they pay to subscribe to your, your class videos, or is it a one-time download? What, how does, what's going to happen no, there? No, I am extraordinarily fortunate to have received a grant so I can uh, have it be for free. Okay. Oh, wonderful. That's great. So, well, you'll have to let us know when that becomes available because I'm sure people would be very, very interested in that. So, so tell us, so you've trained over 2,000 teachers in the United States to do this? Um, yes, and some of them were also from Europe and South America yeah. and Japan. Wow. But over 2,000 over teachers have been trained, yeah. That's impressive, and I'm I'm blown away by that. So, um, so I, I have a question for you, and and I, you know, because we're kind of getting down to the end of our show here, we just have a few minutes left. But what's your finest advice to a yoga teacher, full of compassion for those touched by cancer? What, what your finest advice? My finest advice um, is to first of all get trained. That mm-hmm. it's knowing the kinds of things that cancer does to the body is not something you get in a any yoga training. Mm-hmm. And it is important to know those kinds of things in order to really uh, be authentically responding to your students. But okay. the first response, I would say, the first tip is um, to assume that you do not know and to listen. And then the That's- second piece of advice is to never tell Never give advice. Never tell someone. I mean, as a as a cancer patient myself, I the worst thing anybody could do would be to tell me what I ought to do. Um, right. Just listen. Listen to what's going on with your students. Get trained, and uh, you will then be able to provide the yoga that they need. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's my finest advice. Um, well, I think that's very, very um, commendable. And you're right. Listening is really, really the key. Yeah. And what I really like about the things we're hearing today, Tari, is that, you know, again, yoga has changed a lot over the years. and But there does seem to be a difference between, you know, just the regular yoga studio down the street. And there is nothing wrong with that. There is yoga is a beautiful tool and a lot of people use it and the health benefits are profound for a cancer patient the issues may be a tad bit different and what you're telling us is that you've kind of tweaked the yoga world to really recognize those differences between a a a non-cancer patient and a cancer patient so that you're really utilizing yoga to its fullest potential that's that's what i'm hearing well i will um, make one comment to that too at least in terms of the yoga teachers Mm-hmm. They're the ones who come to me and say, I have this cancer survivor in my class, and I don't know what to do. And when that happens, uh-huh. I just praise them so much. You're doing the right thing, getting some training and getting some knowledge. Because every yoga teacher out there in the world, I don't care what kind of yoga you're teaching, every yoga teacher has a cancer survivor in their class. They may not know it, 
Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because not all patients are are really outspoken about this. So, and I guess there's a lesson in there for for the students. If you are a cancer patient and you're going through it, it might not be a bad idea to let the teacher know so that they can perhaps instruct you a little more gently or a little bit differently, um, you know, with with that thought in mind. So, um, one final piece of advice because we've got to go. We're, we've got about a minute. So, one one final piece of advice. One final piece of advice. Well, mm-hmm. as um, I, uh, my two favorite um, um, mantras are: um, "Cancer steals your breath away; yoga gives it back." Um, oh, I, oh um, I love that! That's I fabulous. That one. Um, <laughs> That's good. That's, I, I yeah. think the, the, the more prof- that one's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, yoga will give you your breath back because that is what yoga is all about, learning how to move and breathe. That's but wonderful. But I think the, uh, the, the most powerful one is as a, as a patient, and those are the ones um, you know, that are maybe struggling to find um, the next treatment that is going to lead to their, their cure, is um, people say the comment, have hope. Yeah. And um, I have just realized over the years that that is such an empty greeting. Hope, just have hope, is not enough. Hope. It's a good start, though, don't you think? We, we love hope. You know what, Tari? We're, we are actually out of time, and I'm so yeah, sorry to I just gotta have to end so. it right here. <laughs> hope yeah. is not a plan. Yoga is a plan. Okay. Okay, that's great. That's a good way to end that. So we want to thank you so much for being on our show today. Um, I hope all of our yoga, you know, yoga students out there are listening to this and really taking heart. Um, We, yeah, we we love bringing on really, you know, educated guests and with a lot of great information. So Tari, thank you for that. Real quick, I just got a notice from our app developer, Sharon. Our Breast Friends app has been approved by Apple. Woo-hoo! So it's going to be online soon. We will be making an announcement about that. So, <laughs> so stay with us on that. We will be back next week. And until then, remember, there is always hope, and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.